We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Game tied up to start that fourth quarter. Big chunks of that fourth. You guys held Miami scoreless. Defensively, can you take me inside what that took? Yeah, we were just locked in, uh, knowing personnel, knowing what they do best, and just going out there executing. And then we rebounded when we got when we forced bad shots. So um, we were locked in. We got to continue to build off that. And, uh, you know, we got a tough one on Friday. No Julius in the second half. Eight of your 13 points came in the fourth quarter there. Big night for Grimes, big night for Quickly. How did you guys approach this game with that? Yeah, the biggest thing, obviously, that, that's one of our guys' main is all-star for a reason. Um, but, you know, we knew we had to step up. Uh, you know, QG did a great job in that. Hart did a good job. Um, quick, bald. Um, and it was just a full-team effort, and that's what happens when someone goes down with an injury and can't play. Everyone got to step up. You win the season series, and when you look at the postseason in the standings right now, this win was huge for this team tonight. Can you describe to me the importance in getting this one done? Yeah, man, it was a big one. Uh, we knew coming in what, what this game meant, and um, we just wanted to go out there and execute, and I think that was a big thing. Uh, you know, we just lost a tough one to them. Um, you know, we know they're a tough team, a physical team, and we were going to have to go out there and earn it and take it. You know, we knew they weren't going to just hand it to us. So we did that. Uh, we got to continue to build off of this now. I think that's the biggest thing. And, you know, we got to go, go into Cleveland and, you know, do the same. Take care of business. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. David Futternick, what's going on, Fuddy? How's the karma today, funny? I got a chicken sandwich, a chicken colored sandwich waiting for me after this is over. Um, a monumental night for the Knicks front office. Give credit where credit's due. Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, Isaiah Hardenstein, and Hart all make this W happen. The future was on display tonight for all to see. Leon and Co. deserved crack a little bubbly. I, I, I you know, you don't want to celebrate too early, but yeah, absolutely. That's why I, I want to make sure for as much as, you know, I'm inclined to praise the coach. The front. I mean, look, let's just call it like it is. Leon Rose. Like, I know that, that, that he's not he probably might not get any because of the whole tampering thing. Um, He deserves executive of the year votes. How could he not deserve executive of the year votes? Like, even if you want to throw it back to the Mitchell trade, which I mean, I think opinions are still divided on on whether or not the Knicks should have made that trade as we watched Donovan Mitchell go off for 44 points against the Atlanta Hawks last night. Um, but like they stood their ground. And I think at the very least, even though many, including me, questioned the process there. 
I think the spirit behind that whole thing was correct. We're going to draw our line in the sand and we're not going to overpay. And <clears throat> there was no of the of the final iterations of that deal that we heard that were reported. They included either Emmanuel Quickly or Quentin Grimes. And look, the reporting also indicates that the Knicks may have been willing to let go of Emmanuel quickly in one of those iterations. So like sometimes um, you can get a little bit of lucky, a little bit lucky and it's it, maybe it's better to be lucky than good. Even so drafted Grimes drafted quickly, kept them um, obviously signed Brunson, obviously signed Hardenstein traded for hard. Great trade. Fantastic trade. Um, didn't trade Julius Randall when people like me were begging them, begging them. Begging him, begging him, begging him, begging him to to trade him. Uh, and yeah, just all the way on through. And oh, by the way, one, one other thought I had tonight briefly. I remember when they didn't trade Toppin at the deadline, I was on here with Jeremy and I was like, we were trying to rationalize it. And I was like, you know what? If the best they could have gotten was a couple of second round picks, which I believe was the best they could have gotten. Like, what if Randall gets hurt? What if Randall gets hurt? And was like topping a huge difference maker in that game? Maybe it wasn't a huge difference maker, but that three at the beginning of the third quarter, that three sure felt big in the moment um, because there was a little bit of uncertainty. The, the, the heat came out. They scored the first several points of the third quarter and then topping it that three kind of calmed things down. Only played 17 minutes, but who knows how much they're going to need Obi Toppin now in the next week or so. Um, so they decided not to move on, you know, from him, uh, all good stuff, all the credit in the world to the front office, credit to Leon Rose, the whole, the whole group. Good call, footy. Will Oliver, what's going on? Will? there's the statement win. Yes. Been saying it for weeks. You're going to need one more big win. Got it tonight. Proud and inspired. Big heart. Yep. hundred percent. Thanks, Will. Appreciate you, man. Hope you're doing well. Dom Cappuccini with another one. Get well, Jules. I really mean it. We need him. Yeah, of course they need it. They need the version of Julius Randle that we saw for most of this season. That's what they need. They need a fully <laughs> they need a fully operational Death Star. You know, and, and really Julius for you know, the better part of 45, 50 games was unstoppable offensively. He was absolutely unstoppable and he gave you enough on defense to keep you keep you honest. That's what we need. And if they get and here's the and this is where it's like things have been uneven for a little while now. Um, if they could somehow go into the playoffs, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. If they could go into the playoffs with that version of Julius, with the best version of Brunson that we've gotten, with this version of quickly, with this version of Grimes. With this version of Hart, I mean, this version of Hart is the only version we've known as a Nick because he's been great since he's been here. This version of Hartenstein, um, the version of Barrett that we see occasionally, right? More, it's been more often than not since the All-Star break, so that's a good sign, even though the bad is still very bad. Um, and then Mitch, hopefully Mitch gets, his, gets himself right and uh, on track and the whole thing. If they could somehow get all of those things lined up, then we're back. Then we're back to uh, you know Robert Cross's crazy talk with the uh, Easter Conference Finals dark horse. Thanks, Tom. 
Danny Gardner. It says a lot about Brunson. The Tibbs felt comfortable. Yes, 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 yes. To leave him out of the game down the stretch. The man is a winner. That's all he cares about. He only cares about winning. You know, that's like, like that, that's, that's why that's part of the reason you feel comfortable giving him all that money because of the character and what matters to him. And you know what? There, there may be a day, maybe, maybe a day in the not too distant future where Jalen Brunson is going to need to like take a step down on the totem pole for this team. If they go out and they make a big acquisition and just be, you know, more of a point guard and, and, um, you know, pull out his little his little tricks and things when he has to, but like that's on the table. That's on the table. And you know what? He'll do it if it leads to winning. And the fact that all the while he's one of the I don't know, five or ten best isolation scorers in the NBA. I mean the numbers say he's the second best isolation scorer in the NBA this season. Um what a luxury to have a player like that. And uh, for him to be up and cheering and the whole thing, and you know he, he, you know he didn't care that he wasn't out there. And I, Gary, I, I haven't seen any quotes yet, but like if if they ask him in the locker room, like, hey, you know, I don't know if somebody's going to ask him, but like, hey, you weren't down there, yeah, out there down the stretch, did you mind? He's probably going to say something similar to what he said after the Oklahoma City game in Game Thirteen when they got their asses kicked, and said something to the effect of the way I played, I wouldn't have put me out there either, you know. And then think back to after that Dallas game, 10 and 13. You, I know everybody's going to blame the coach. It's on us. That's what Jalen Brunson said. That's what a leader does. And he's a leader. He is this team's leader. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate you, man. As always. Kara <clears throat> uh, Goldenberg. What's going on, Kara? Tibbs tried to pull the kids, but Brunson waved him off. Of course, it was too good to be true. I uh, Did he? I, if you saw it, I'll take your word for it. If you saw it, I'll take your word for it. Um, I, regardless, he finished the game with the guys he finished the game with. Um, I, and I, I would, I remember seeing Brunson come to the scorers table. I do. I will say that. I remember seeing Brunson come to the scorers table, but I think that was maybe in the midst of that run, and I think maybe something about that run. Influence that decision. Uh, Sam L. What's going on, Sam? Macri, did you see that freaking laser bounce pass that Emmanuel quickly made from the right corner through two defenders straight to Hardenstein? I did see it. I, I nominated it as one of the moments of the game. I think it's going to be tough to beat the over-the-backboard shot that he made, but it's close. Um, it's close. Thank you, Sam. Jesse D, what's going on, Jesse? RJ is the most mentally tough 22-year-old I could remember. Say what you want about him. He doesn't quit. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, I think part of that is because of the fact that he does view himself as a star player. And, you know, stars have a mentality. You keep shooting it, you know? Uh, What's impressive is... Very rarely, with some exceptions, the Orlando game being one of them, very rarely is he bad for a whole game, you know, and there will be a stretch at some point in almost every game that he plays 
where he will come up with some huge baskets and huge plays. And there was a moment actually wrote it down in the third quarter. Yeah, it was early. It was early in the third quarter um, because it, it was right before the Knicks took the lead to make it 53 52, where it was a, it was a rebound that it was a long rebound. And um, Bam Adebayo was in the area and maybe he didn't have great rebounding position, but he was in the area. Right. And RJ Barrett went and he went and snatched that ball. And he like, I think at first he had to like tip it to himself and then he went and snatched it and he got it. And the Knicks ended up getting the lead. That's the stuff that I want to see more of. And that we need to see more of from RJ Barrett. So completely agree. Very mentally tough. Thanks, Jesse. Carlos Medina. What's going on, Carlos? J-Mac, I was wrong about the poor man, Steph Curry. IQ started as if he wanted to be Curry with deep threes, but he has finally found his identity. Player comp has been updated to the next Drew Holiday. Man, I don't know if I see Drew because Drew's physical attributes, because he's he's big, you know, he's he's thick. And he could move. Um, and I want to say, I don't know what his wingspan is. I want to say he's a little, he might be a little taller than quickly. Not that that's the biggest deal in the world, but like, you know, for my money, I think Drew Holiday has been the best defensive guard in the league over the last five years, certainly, if not longer. Um, I don't know if quickly has that ceiling as a defender. I think I do think quickly has the ceiling to be a guy who will at the very least get all defensive votes in his career, maybe even make an all defense team or two. I do think he is that good. I don't know if I could put him on holidays level, but at the same time, holiday. Look, holidays a shot maker. I mean, God has this man made some <laughs> massive shots, tough shots over the course of his career. I mean, he was, Go back and look at the finals run, the the, the championship run, excuse me. And he's uh, clearly he's a nominal point guard, right? I think they're just they're different sorts of offensive players to me. I can't verbalize well enough why I wish Benji was on here with me because he'd be able to do this much better than I am. I, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the perfect comp. I appreciate where you're going with it, though. I definitely appreciate where you're going with it, though. I, I, I think, hmm. I'm going to think about this one some more. I'm going to think about this one some more uh, because I, there's got to be a good comp for Emmanuel quickly. And I'm I'm probably just not thinking of it at the, at the moment. Uh, John Sannon. What's going on, John? First time commenter. For the love of Clyde, please send Rowan Jr. back to Toronto. <laughs> Hashtag Nixon six. Come on. He had a good second half. What do you want from the kid? He had a rough first half. It happens. You know, uh, it's been probably a few too many rough first halves for him this season. Uh, look, nobody loses their. I was about to say nobody loses their SHIT at like my daughter's here or something, even though she knows how to spell that now. Um, nobody loses their shit over RJ Barrett more than me. Ask anyone on the halftime zoom tonight. Uh, I he the way when he's going bad, it gets under my skin. Honestly, probably worse than any other any player I've watched. And I and I would have thought Julius Randle last year took the cake. Um, and I think RJ this year when he's getting when he's not going well, 
just there's something about it. It gets under my skin even more. But like, again, give the kid credit. Give the they don't win the game without him. And I do think, I think there's a real argument for as bad as he was in the first half, and he was o of eight, and it just it looked really bad. I gotta say, I, I I think there was more good than bad from him tonight. I really do. I think there was more good than bad from him tonight. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I got to say about RJ. Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? Like you said all year, when we needed a win, we get a win. Completely agree. When they need a win, they get a win, and they and then but they didn't need the win tonight. But they, it was nice. It was nice, right? To get it. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Dan. Appreciate you very much. Jesse M. They better lock up quickly this summer. Blank check. So, like, that's another thought that I had during during this game as this game was going on. The notion that we were going to get Emmanuel quickly uh, on an extension that was not going to start with a one. Think that may have gone out the window because this guy, someone is someone would give this man a hundred million dollar contract. I'm convinced of that because if you just look at the way the league is now, where the skill, as I watch. Anthony Edwards hit a three, right? And they're playing Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns. And we watch a team tonight with uh, Jimmy Butler. And we're watching, you know, uh, the Nets with Macau Bridges. And I could go down the line, all these different teams where, and you have these obviously jumbo playmakers like Luca and LeBron and the whole thing. And like, just the evolution of the skill level of wings where the no, and as I, as I watch Chris Paul, the notion that you need like the, the traditional point guard is, is, has been dead for a long time. Um, But like the question about the questions about, well, if you're going to have quickly be your starter, you probably want it to be playing the point guard position because if you do have a traditional point guard and you do have quickly at the two, we I look nobody loves Emmanuel Quickly's defense more than me. That does make you a little small, at least if you're trying to win a championship. So you probably want to start quickly at the one, which gets me back to with all these jumbo, with all these wings, with all the skill level, and who could handle the ball and do all this stuff. Like, why can't quickly quickly shown you enough to play alongside one of those guys at the very least and be a starting point guard on a team like that? And the three-point shooting, the defense, the shot creation that we're seeing, the passing, all this stuff, everything. Like, if you're a team, you're like, why would you not make that investment? And I hope it's the Knicks. I hope it's the Knicks because he is good, man. And he's getting better.
For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool60 and use code FilmSchool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool60 and use code FilmSchool60 for 60% off plus free shipping.
HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about Game Time. Is there an upcoming event you're trying to get tickets to? Whether it be tickets to one of the final home games of the Knicks season, or maybe it's a concert or a comedy show. Whatever it is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun you're going to have. Currently browsing through the Game Time app, and I see all the events coming up in the area, whether it be the Knicks home game against the Miami Heat on Wednesday or home opener tickets for the Mets and Yankees, the Game Time app is so easy to navigate. You can search by category like sports, music, or shows, or search by teams like the Yankees, Islanders, or Knicks. I have to say that my favorite feature is the full 3D peripheral view you get whenever you select a seat. Just select a seat that's within your price range, move the phone from left to right, and get a good idea of the view you'll have during the event. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. GameTime is also the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. And for a good reason. As I mentioned, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're set. Tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Mark Sable, what's going on, Mark? How are you doing, man? Immaculate vibes are better than heap culture. <laughs> Let's fucking go. I love it. I love it. I'm still trying to think of a comp for, for Emmanuel quickly. I really... I don't have a great one. Um, I mean, Jesus... Is, hmm. It is tough. I mean, honestly, lately... Watching Mikal Bridges, obviously Mikal Bridges is a bigger player. He's bigger wing and quickly has more passing skill than Mikal Bridges. But like watching Mikal Bridges lately, that's maybe, I don't know. Maybe Drew is the best comp. Maybe Drew is the best comp. Hmm. Uh, Jessica, what's going on, Jess? How are you? If the Knicks get to 48 wins, that means Robert Cross has the closest prediction out of everyone. Even if he fell a touch short, let's go Robert Cross. Let's go Knicks. Yes. Uh, shout out to Robert. We got the 44 wins tonight. We got five games left. I think I feel pretty good about the fact that they're going to win. I, mean, I think I hope that I think they could win. I certainly should win at least three of these games. You know, you don't want to pet. You don't want to write anything in pen. Like the Pacers, I think are tanking at this point. Uh, the Pelicans are fighting. They're going to be for that. That game's. I think that game's going to matter for the Pelicans. I think they're going to want to win that game, and that's in New Orleans. So that's tough. We'll see. We'll see with Washington. I think uh, I should probably check the Chicago score because again, what Chicago does impacts what um, what Washington may be able to do. Yeah. So the Bulls lost tonight. Um, <clears throat> 
Pacers also lost. Oh, the Pacers put up 136 points on the Bucks. I didn't watch that game. That may have been a lot of garbage time for all I know. Uh, but as of right now, the uh, I was about to say the Bullets. The Wizards are only two games back of the Bulls. And again, that Wizards game is with that's with three remaining after that. That's the fourth or third to last. No, fourth to last game of the season. So it's three games after that. So there's only two games away. So the odds are the Wizards are still going to be alive for a playoff spot. So like the Wizards are going to be trying hard in that game. So and then obviously Cleveland, the Cleveland game is the Cleveland game. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they get three more wins, that's 47. If they could go four and one, that's that's 48. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Thanks, Jessica. Appreciate you as always. Um, <clears throat> as, as a tweet pops up that says RJ Barrett changed his shoes at halftime. Okay. Yeah, just real quick. The Wizards remaining schedule before I get to Anthony's super chat. Uh, they play Orlando on Friday. They play us against us on Sunday. Yeah. So they only have one more game until they play us. So they're going to be alive because they have four more games remaining after they play us. So, yeah, they're going to be alive. They're going to be trying hard in that game. Uh, Anthony Sixto, shout out to LeBron Kitus for sticking it out. Thoughts on what teams will do with Emmanuel quickly come to playoffs. A lot of film prep and game planning headed his way. I think you just pressure him. I think you pressure him because we sat here and talked after the last game, the Houston game. And again, that is not a real NBA defense about how important it was and how good it was that he kept the dribble alive. Tonight, obviously, the Heat is a defense that knows what the hell they're doing, and they trapped him, And they, but he managed to get the ball out. He managed to make the right pass, make the right play. But in terms of like not letting Emmanuel quickly beat you, <clears throat> you, you try to deny the initial penetration and make him give up the ball, which then puts the onus on the other players. Now, here's the good news, right? The good news is that the Knicks have a team full of ball movers. Like, again, say Quentin Grimes has become, inc- I mean, the guy was, a, he grew up as a point guard. Um, Josh Hart could put the ball on the floor perfectly fine. Had some, I mean, his, um, his drive and it was the, it wasn't the, it wasn't the fast break dunk. He had another drive in the fourth quarter that he got the ball at the top of the key and just put the ball on the floor and drove, drove it home. Uh, he could put the ball on the floor. Um, Obi Toppin could put the ball on the floor a little bit. And then when you throw in Isaiah Hardenstein, that's, and that I think is part of the reason why Tibbs, obviously it's a big part of the reason why Tibbs like, likes going with Isaiah Hardenstein is because of his ability to be an offensive presence other than a lob threat and an offensive rebounder. You know, it really does add a different dimension to this team when you could put five guys on the floor, all of whom feel very comfortable with the ball in their hands. And that is the one thing you can say about Mitch in a bad way early on is obviously like, which is what makes the the social media nonsense so stupid. I'm not calling him stupid, but I'm not, be very clear. I'm not calling Mitch stupid, but like for him to go out there and be like, I should have a bigger role in the offense. If he's serious about that, like, man, go back and watch the tape tonight. Like you, you're not like, you can't handle the ball. So 
anyway, back to Hardenstein. That's good. And then needless to say, Jalen Brunson and RJ Barrett and Julius Randle, all guys who are fully capable um, of if you're doubling someone else on the court, they're going to be able to take advantage of that. So the Knicks have a team full of these guys, which makes me think back to last year's Boston Celtics. What it, what it, why did everybody say the Boston Celtics were going to win the championship last year after they got rolling after the RJ shot? Because we're like, they put nothing other than Robert Williams and who could make a few plays, by the way. I shouldn't diminish Robert Williams. Robert Williams is a much more skilled offensive basketball player than Mitchell Robinson. Maybe not much more skilled. But he's, he's, he's more skilled to a significant enough degree where it makes a difference. But everybody on the, on the floor for the Celtics could could make a play with the ball. You know, dribble, pass, shoot. Knicks have the same thing. Really dangerous team. Really dangerous team. Again, offense hasn't been the problem. Sean, what's going on, Sean? Can Miami stop living rent-free in your head now? I don't... uh... (laughs) Man, old habits die hard, Sean. You know that. You're old like me. Um, Still have a lot of respect for Jimmy Butler. I think... It's funny. There was a lot of conversation today about like, how did the Heat sit Jimmy out of that game last night against the Raptors? Must win game, the whole thing. <laughs> Andrew's telling me to trash them in the chat. Like, yeah, I'll say this: <clears throat> it's a big win. That team. I'm not throwing... Andrew's going to hate this. I'm not throwing dirt on them yet because, 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 because they still have a trade in them. They still have a trade in them this summer. This year... (laughs) Andrew says I have a shovel. This year, I do think... um, I'm I'm still not sure if I was a certain teams in the playoffs. I'd, I'd be dying to play them in the first round. But I do think that there was something missing from them this year. There's something... It doesn't all add up. But if they could turn the Lowry contract and I don't know if it's going to take Hero too. That's a lot of money. Whatever. I don't know what they could do, but they do have some some draft equity that they could work with. Um, <laughs> Andrew, you should see what I, I... I don't know if Andrew wants me to read what he's typing in the chat. Culture at, at what's missing. Good pl- talent. Good players. Yes. Good players are missing. <laughs> Bam Adebayo is a really good player. Tyler Hero is a really good player, a very good offensive player. And Jimmy Butler, here's the thing about Jimmy Butler, and this is what's going to be fascinating because, and I wasn't sure if I was going to get a chance to bring this up. I will bring it up now, though. Ian Begley. What do I always say about Ian? Knows way more than he writes. And if Ian implies something, or, or, or even puts a little drop in the bucket, Mentioning something, um, you take it and you, you you tuck it away in the back of your head. And he had a a piece today. It was responding to a mailbag question in which he correctly levied all manner of praise on this Knicks team for what they've been able to accomplish this year and the continuity and the whole thing. But at the end of it, it was like, you know, for fans looking ahead to see what might be next. And, you know, he wrote a little thing about Jimmy Butler and like, obviously it doesn't take a rocket scientist to tell you that Tom Thibodeau loves Jimmy Butler. And he just like kind of floated it out there. Like what if the heat decide to go in some kind of a different direction, you know, and what frightens you, 
what frightens you if you're a Knicks fan, and again, this is coming from me, who called Jimmy Butler his favorite non-Nick in the NBA a couple nights ago. What frightens you is that Jimmy is, however old he is, 32, 33 years old, <clears throat> and the the injury, like his his body, who knows where his body is at and who knows where his body is going to be at in a year, two years, three years. So if you make a play for that guy, should he become available? That's scary. Now, flip side of that coin. Does he still have it in him occasionally? Yeah, because we've seen it. We've seen it against us this year, right? But we saw it against us in two games. And then in two other games, he was like a kind of a non-entity, including tonight. Didn't play last night. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I mean, you know, Jeremy has been fond of saying of late where the Knicks are at. They don't need to trade for over 30 players. And Jeremy's smart, you know, and I kind of think he's on to something there. All right. Uh, thank you, Sean. Appreciate you. Don't forget, check out Sean um, on uh study hall and casual Fridays. He's just, he's been killing it all year long. Such a great addition to our team. Um, in the first half, when Emmanuel quickly made that crazy behind the basket shot, all his teammates were celebrating except Randall. Hashtag selfish Julius. Um, I didn't notice that. Um, but I clearly, like, again, something's off with Randall. Something's off with Randall. I don't know what it is. I, I, here's the one silver lining I'll give you. Maybe silver lining or like devil's advocate or like reason for hope. Um, oh, wait. Sorry. This is the first part of the previous comment. Um, let me... Let me just... Oh, okay. So I think... Anyway. So BNYK98. Hey, John. I've been a Knicks fan for 40 years. All love to the KFS team and my favorite mensch, Benji. Okay. Uh, and then he finishes it off with the behind the basket shot and Randall wasn't celebrating. Okay. I don't think Randall is a guy that you can read into his body language. You can read specifics into his body language. And here's what I mean by that. Is something off about Randall? Yes. Is it very obvious that something is off about Randall? Yes. Is it reflecting it reflecting in how he's playing lately? Yes. Do I read into that that he has a problem with Emmanuel quickly? No. I'm choosing not to do that. You may disagree. Um, but I just think Randall is kind of he needs to f- get out of it, and I'm not worried about it. And, th- and here, that's the other part about this is like this team. Look, everybody knows what Julius is. If we're all sitting here talking about it, guess who else knows that Julius is kind of like a, you know, he has his, he has his things. Everybody in the locker room, they all know it. So, you know, but again, that's part of culture. So you got to take the good with the bad. Thanks, man. Hannibal Miles, play of the year. Tibbs going with the flow and trusting the bench. Emmanuel quickly to close the game. I mean, quickly was never 
coming out of that game. Um, I don't think RJ was coming out of that game. The question is, if Brunson was set to check back in, and I do believe I score him at, saw him at the scorer's table, would he have come in for Grimes or Hart? And like, to be clear, if he came in for either of those players, would it have been some sort of egregious thing? No. This is a player that I have talked about as deserving an MVP vote or two or three or five. Fifth place on the ballot, for sure. But like... You know, he's your closer, he's your point guard, the whole thing. But it, but I do think it did show a, a, a lot of trust in him. I knew quickly. So good job, whoever was responsible, Tibbs, Brunson, whatever, for letting that group finish the game out. Um, Manuel quickly said Julius Randle was in good spirits after the game. It's good to hear. Jesse D, what's going on, Jesse? Down, uh, we're all NBA player, and quite literally, everyone stepped up. Was the fourth quarter the best stretch of defense we've seen all year? Ooh, boy. Mm. Was the fourth quarter the best stretch of defense that we've seen all year? That's a great game. Or that's a great question, rather. That was a great game. That is a great question, though. Um, Hold on. I want to honor that by trying to think if and not treat it as like, yes, it was the best stretch we've seen all year. Um, and really actually think about that. I think that I only because there's such a they were they are were are such a better offensive team. What they did to Denver down the stretch of the Denver game. And again, I'm looking at it right now. Denver with Denver ended up with 110 points in that game. Denver had 88 points with 319 left in the third quarter, which means over the final 15 minutes and 19 seconds of the Denver game. And actually, that's probably that's not even the best thing. Sorry. They had 86 after 521. So that means in the final 17 minutes and 21 seconds of the Denver game, they gave up to the best offense or second best offense, second best offense in the league. Um, 24 points in 17 and a half minutes. That's that's really tough to do. That said, if I'm th- if I'm just like going about how I felt after that, th- watching that Denver game and how I felt watching the defense tonight. I got to say, I think this was more impressive. I think this was more impressive. And I'm just looking back through some of the other wins, the Boston, the, the, not the double overtime Boston win, but the Boston win before that they held Boston to 94 points, including uh, 19 points in the fourth quarter. That was good. I don't remember getting the same feel from that game that I got from this game. You might be right. This might be. They had a stretch with the with the winning streak, with the nine game winning streak, where they played some outstanding defense. I mean, the first game of that winning streak, they it was ninety two eighty one. They beat the Cavs, but like that was more, I think, just like bad Cavs than it was like great defense. It was good defense. I don't know if. It, yeah, you know what? Sure, best defense we've seen all year. And you know what? Not a surprise because who was out on the floor? I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.